everyone. Welcome to the podcast, where today we're talking about believing that you can lose the weight, right? It all starts with belief. And if you have struggled to lose weight in the past, if you've tried things, lost weight, put it back on, uh, you can create the belief that you can't do it, that you can't keep the weight off, right? That maybe you can do it for a little while, but you can't keep it off. Um, maybe you struggle to lose any of the weight, right? And then you believe, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. And so if that's how you feel, the first step is really loosening up that belief, right? So you don't have to go all the way to believing you can do it, um, but we at least want to loosen up the belief that you can't do it. And the way you do that is that you approach it differently, right? That's the real secret to starting to believe it. If you continue to do the same things that haven't worked for you, then you're probably going to continue to have the belief that they ain't going to work for you, right? So... It's kind of that simple. And so it's important to understand that, you know, a lot of people I see like, oh, they've done Weight Watchers 50 times. They worked that one time, you know, but but it's like they haven't been able to replicate that. And so the other 49 times create the belief and solidify the belief you can't lose weight, right? But it's usually not that you can't lose weight. It's usually all about the strategy and the process you're using to make it happen. And humans being kind of creatures of habit tend to just rely on the same method over and over. Right. What's the, the saying that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. But we're all a little insane as humans. And so it's important that you recognize this, though, because if you keep trying the same things, you're building on a foundation of that belief that I can't. This isn't going to work. It hasn't worked the last 40 times I tried this. So why would it work now? And so the easiest way to get off of that is to do things differently. <laughs> right. And doing things differently is not just a different diet. Right? You have to understand that the easiest way to kind of see diets for what they are is to ask the question, is this weight loss diet plan, whatever it is, is this just giving me a plan and telling me what to do? Or is it telling me what to do and helping me to actually do it consistently? Because that's usually the biggest piece that's missing from most people's weight loss puzzle is that they've got the strategy of what to do, but they don't know how to get themselves to do it. There's very little mindset training out there teaching you how to get yourself to do the things you already know how to do. So I would suggest that if you want to really start to believe that you can do this, that you can really lose the weight, start by walking a different path. And that path can be any number of things, but I would suggest that it involves some sort of mindset work. Some things about how to motivate yourself, uh, your psychology, your self-image, how to deal with your habits on a neuroscientific level, uh, how to think like a thin person, how to deal with your emotions, right? So this is the inner work I'm talking about. And when you start to focus in on the inner work, which has probably been a missing piece, you're very quickly going to start to feel something you probably haven't felt in a long time, which is hope, <laughs> Because all of a sudden you realize, wow, there are other ways to approach this. The diets kind of lock us into this way of thinking that we just, we know what to do. We just got to get ourselves to do it, right? We just got to do it. Um, or just tell me what to do and I'll just force myself to do it. That rarely works. Okay. So again, even people that get stomach surgery um, at some point ultimately have to deal with the mindset piece, you know? And so if you start to make that a central part of your next approach to losing weight, at the very least, it's going to feel fresh. It's going to feel new. And that would be something that would start to, again, ease up that belief that I can't do this, 
right? Because as soon as it's different, your brain's going to recognize that and there's going to be a sense of excitement. Holy shit, maybe this could be a little different this time. And when it starts to resolve some of the core issues that you've never dealt with in terms of your weight loss, which are almost all mindset ones, um, it starts to, wow, there's actually a solution for this. Wow. I don't have to just base everything around my willpower. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And so it starts to feel different and it starts to feel like you're making genuine progress because um, you can't just expect that there's going to a new, okay, well, this one says don't eat for 15 hours. This one says don't eat this type of food. This one says don't do this. That diet mentality, you've got to see through it and recognize that they're just telling you what to do and you're trying to follow that with the exact same mindset you've been living with for decades now, right? So the real secret to creating genuine change to walk in a new path is to start to transform yourself from the inside out, to change the way you think about yourself, about how you're going to master your weight, about how you eat, how you live. And this is going to be fresh you know, soil for you. This is going to be fresh path for you. And um, I think it's going to imbue the whole process with a different energy right from the beginning. One that, again, feels like, wow, maybe I could do this. <laughs> and as soon as you start to believe, wow, I really could lose this weight and keep it off, that sense, that, that kind of unleashes a whole level of motivation that you have probably not experienced in a very long time. So start to focus on the mindset piece. And I think you're quickly going to realize that you're going to start to develop the belief that I can do this. I can really lose the weight. So I hope this helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I uh, have a little bit of time here. I can hopefully answer some of them. Um, Everyone always talks about mindset, how we can change our mindset. Fair enough, Chloe. That is true. And I was thinking about just when I was talking, um, I mean, all of my videos are literally all mindset. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to get too deep into that here, but I mean, you could literally, everything I talk about is mindset because that's the thing. Like you said, everyone talks about mindset. And they talk about it in a very superficial way. You know, I find that, you know what the big, the two big buzzwords with weight loss diets right now oh yeah, I need to change my lifestyle. I got to change my mindset. You know, I say, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> so when I say mindset, let me break it down into six categories. So I'm program yourself. Then there's three pillars of weight mastery mindset. I make the a pyramid shape because the bottom most important level is mindset, then lifestyle, then eating. Okay. And so mindset, when I'm talking mindset specifically, I'm talking about your motivation, um, your habits, Right. So your motivation, your self-image, your identity, your habits, your emotions, how to deal with your emotions in a genuine way, um, how you think and your maintenance. Right. And so those are kind of the six categories of mindset that we dive into and really, you know, explore and fill out. So those are the specific mindset pieces. And I'll give you the lifestyle ones while we're at it. So, again, people just say lifestyle. They don't even know what they mean. And in, in the program itself, then there's eight specific lifestyle habits. It is. uh proper sleep. And these are in order of importance, in my opinion, proper sleep, proper hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. Okay. So it's a lot more specific than just, oh, lifestyle, oh, just mindset, you know? Now, each one of those mindset categories I could dive into, again, you know, ultimately that there's blueprints in the program yourself then program. So it's a workbook. Um, there's almost 60 pages that you're filling out. So it's a lot of detail to your point. Um, but how do you change your mindset? Uh, I wish I could give you a simple answer, but again, in Program Yourself Thin, we use a self-hypnotic programming technique to kind of change it day in and day out. There's a two-minute technique you do at night 
consistently. And you use that technique to program your own mind, to program your mindset into that of a thin, healthy person, into that of the best version of you. You know, and so there's a lot of components to it. I hope that question is somewhat satisfying. Again, I could talk about it for hours, you know, just just answering that. Um, Windows says, I love your videos. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'm glad. Um, I'm on TikTok. How's it going? You've been very helpful to me. I'm, I'm super glad about that. That's why I do this. Kelly, thank you for my help. I look forward to more posts. You've helped me so much. This is awesome. Yeah, I, I really, I'm really happy, guys. Thank you. I, I appreciate you all saying that. Um, that's why I do it. Affirmation sleep tapes. Okay. Um, I will, you know, go. I've got a YouTube channel. Uh, I got a YouTube channel, but it's Jim Katsoulis, K-A-T-S-O-U-L-I-S. Um, but my YouTube channel, I have sleep hypnosis sessions on there. So go check them out. I got like hour ones, four hour ones, 12 hour ones, you know, not 12, eight hours. Um, but go check them out. There, there's a bunch of different ones I got. Oh, th thanks, uh, Don. Uh, Nemo Slime, I like that. My son plays that. He plays Slime Rancher. Um, Lucky Salem says, I'm struggling with binge eating. Um, okay, let's talk about binge eating. Without knowing all the specifics of where you're coming from, there's usually two big causes of binge eating. The first one is that people kind of over restrict their, their food and they don't eat enough, right? This is a classic diet move where someone starts on a Monday with their diet plan, cutting 40, 50, 60% of their calories out, right? And it's like, you can do that for a day or two and then your body kind of fights back and you're really hungry and then it's really hard to control the eating. So that's the number one one. Okay, you're not restricted. Number two is usually emotional. And what happens is there's some emotional thing you're dealing with that you don't deal with genuinely. And you kind of use the binge shame cycle to kind of avoid dealing with the real emotional stuff. Okay. Very depressed. So, you know, that's what ends up happening. Um, and so, so it's usually one of the two. And so when it comes to the emotional one, um, the question I like to ask, and I think this is important because I think, you know, again, the diet approach sucks so hard and, and it's just messes us up. So when people recognize that they're like emotional eating, they tend to just want to stop it. And so I prefer to look at all our behaviors as they're serving a positive intention, you know, and even this binge cycle, you know, that, that you're going through and you're dealing with. Um, if you're really depressed, let, let's look at it a different way. Maybe this will resonate, maybe it won't. But sometimes if we're feeling depressed, and it doesn't matter what emotion, you know, so anyone out here is not depressed, don't get hung up on that. You could be stressed out. You could be anxious. You could be angry. You could be any kind of like intense kind of negative emotion. And in our society, we don't really learn how to deal with emotions. And so we're kind of conditioned to use food as the primary man emotional management strategy. You know, that, that's the main one for people. And it's conditioned into us in, in a lot of ways, our whole lives. So we turn to food to deal with our emotions, to, to feel that sense of pleasure and relief while we're eating and to distract ourselves from the bullshit we don't want to feel, right? So when you're feeling depressed, if you're depressed regularly, the binge cycle may be one that when you're binging, you're not feeling as depressed, you know, because you're doing something that's taking your mind off of it. And you're, again, the, the food itself causes pleasure in us. You know, it highlights, it lights up the pleasure centers of our brain. Um, same parts of cocaine does, you know, a lot of them. And so, uh, so, so that becomes part that there's that part of it, that it gets a break from the depression. And then there's the shame and the anger and the frustration that we just did that again. And then even that, it sounds weird, but sometimes even that is better than depression. 
because that anger is a fiery negative emotion. And sometimes that feels better than feeling depressed and powerless. So um, if she says, yeah, yeah, okay. So you know what I mean? So, so now we got at least a sense of what it is. And so how do you fix it though, right? Well, it starts with a question. So once you recognize, so, so I guess the first step, though, I just want to make, I want to make this explicit. The first step in a situation like this, especially emotional eating, is not just to demonize the emotional eating, which is what most people do. And, and demonize it or just say, oh, I'm going to stop it. Because it's there for a reason. You're, you're doing it as a strategy to not feel as depressed. So it's, it's serving a positive intention. It's causing other problems along the way. But in the moment, this is the most effective way not to feel depressed, you know? And so we want to honor that. We want to recognize that. And once we realize what the positive intention is, then we can go to work with a question. And the question becomes, what are some other ways? Oh, thanks for the rose. Um, what are some other ways I can feel better? What are some other ways I can feel less depressed? Might be an initial question. But you start putting your mind to work on real genuine solutions because the binge is not a good solution, right? It's a temporary one and, um, and it causes other problems. And so we start putting our mind to work on what can I do to feel less depressed to start off with? Um, and then you can take a step further and say, how do you want to feel? You know, and the, the question becomes, how do you want to feel about, um, hey, Vicky? Yeah, my last lesson today, Vicky's killing it. Vicky's so awesome. That was a great session. Um, so the question becomes, how do you want to feel? Right. And, I, and I don't, I'm not saying this flippantly. You know what I mean? Because I know depression a lot of times are like, oh, you feel is this heaviness to it. And there is, but we always have the freedom to say, how do I want to feel? We'll put ourselves into that situation. You know, what are some of the things you want to feel? And then you go to work on how can I feel those things regularly, you know, and hopefully those solutions don't involve food. How can I feel better without food? And you may not have any answers right now, but if you keep asking that question, you will come up with some and then you test them out. Maybe they make you feel better. And so you see what we're doing is we're not, we're not just stopping the emotional eating. We're going and we're, we're fixing what it was doing for us in a better way. So it makes a lot better. I want to go back to being healthy. Okay. So I would, I would expand on that. that you don't, you don't want to just be healthy. You want to be healthy and you want to be happy. Maybe you want to be more optimistic. Maybe you want to feel more successful. You want to feel some forward momentum in your life. You know? So you want to get more articulate. You know, what is it you want to achieve and, and use more articulated words? I mean, shit, you just chat GPT, right? You're like, right now, you know, uh, 50 words for feeling amazing, feeling alive, feeling the opposite of depressed, you see? Because these words we say are hypnosis, right? Everything we're thinking and saying to ourselves is hypnosis. And if we're always saying, oh, I'm always depressed, I'm always feeling sad, and I'm always feeling like shit, and I feel like depressed, and I keep fucking up, and I'm you know, binging and eating and doing shit. If we stay in that mindset, it feels terrible, you know what I mean? And so the first step of getting out of that is, is thinking different thoughts. And even just shifting from, I don't want to feel depressed anymore, to, I want to feel alive. I want to feel hopeful again. I want to feel excited, passionate, you know? And so even the words, like like we get them off of what we don't want to feel, and we start articulating what we do want to feel. And it sounds like a subtle shift. But it's not just semantics. It's a hypnosis. And so we start shifting into what we want to feel. And the more you start stacking up, the more you start feeling inspired and excited. You know, so that's the first step, you know, and hopefully that gives you some kind of steps to go in the right direction there um oh what's up mishikam hello good evening not sure what's your time yeah my time right now is 3 50 in the afternoon beautiful beautiful day out miss independent how you doing 
Kelly says, I was a binge eater. I am intermittent fasting now. I looked at how I want to feel. I want health. That's awesome, Kelly. That's so great. Yeah, it's, it's all about what you want. You know what I mean? Like I always say, this is the biggest distinction I try to make with people is that weight loss is all about like loss, right? It's all about what you don't want. I don't want to be an overeater. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to be tired. I don't want to be, you know, whatever it is that you don't want to be. And that's not that motivating as it is to say, I want to be healthy. I want to be at my goal weight. I want to feel passion. I want to be alive. I want to do exciting things. You know, just saying those words, it starts getting you excited, you know? And that's really where I think all the change starts from is the is how we're talking to ourselves in our head, you know? That's why my program, it's eight weeks. Every morning, there's a five-minute hypnosis session you listen to in the morning, and it puts, like, everyone's built around a core weight loss mantra, you know? The whole program, you get, like, 57 of them. And so that's not even include the nighttime ones. But it's like they're these new positive things you're thinking in your mind. We are, uh, this is my conspiracy theory, but we, there's so much money being made off of us being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy that we're constantly being conditioned in extreme and explicit and subtle ways to like feel like shit, you know? And it's like just the, the, the start of just articulating how we want to feel is that, that breaking point from stepping into a new reality. It's how do I want to feel? And you may not have all the strategies to make it happen yet, but even just thinking in terms of what you want is that first step, all right? Um, so I hope hope that helps. Hey, Jilly, how you doing? Hello, can the amazing program? Yes, Jill is in the program and kicking ass. Um, how do you start with cutting out your nighttime snacking? I'm working on cutting snacking first. Well, I love that question because that was my first thing that I changed. Um, there's a lot of ways to do it. I will tell you mine. You may not like it, but, but it, 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 it illustrates the bigger point. That when I wanted to do it, the first thing I started doing is I started eating more at dinner, right? Because it made it easier for me not to eat at night. I hear you saying, yeah, but how am I going to lose weight that way? Well, I took things in phases because I hadn't not eaten at night for many years. So it's like just getting through a night without eating was a big accomplishment. So I didn't give a shit about the calories at first. I just want to get through the night. And so once I did that, I kind of got used to not eating at night. Now, there's a couple other strategies in place there, but that was the first one. And then once I got used to that, then I started going back to work on the dinner. Um, but some things you can do to cut out the nighttime snacking. Remember, you got the three hours of weight loss. You can reduce, replace, remove. Most people just want to remove. Um, but you may find initially that it's easier to replace it with something with less calories or to eat the same thing, but just consume less of it. You know, like 20% less of it. Just get used to that and cut another 20%, you know. So again, you have a couple different ways and the more flexibility you have or options you have, I think the more you can make it feel more comfortable to move forward, but just start moving forward. But again, it doesn't have to be one giant step. Okay. I've stopped snacking at night. You know, that's that diet mentality where we just overcorrect and, you know, tomorrow I'm going to start and I'm going to everything, do everything perfect. That's one way, but there's other ways too, that if you don't feel up to doing that, that you can take it a little bit slower with, with the strategy that I just mentioned. Um, what's your YouTube? My YouTube is Jim Katsoulis. And um, yeah, check it out because I live stream, stream all these. I'm, I do lives pretty much every day, weekday. Um, and I'm going to get back. I want to do, I did a bunch of hypnosis sessions about a little over a year, not quite a year ago, but I'm going to start doing more of those as well. I love doing those. So I um, had to do that. Um, Jill says, man, get at your goal weight with this amazing program. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it definitely helps. Uh, Oops, I want to see what Don was saying there. 
Um, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, I work on no food between meals and stop all eating after dinner. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, food between meals after dinner is my bad habit. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Jess, Jessica, what I would suggest is is work on one of those first. And you, you can always, again, you always get flexibility, right? Something diets never give you, you know what I mean? But what I'm talking about is weight mastery, not just losing weight as quick as you can, it's just to put it back on. I'm talking about you getting to your goal weight and living the rest of your life there on your autopilot. And the way you make that happen is you take kind of smart strategic steps towards creating a way of eating and living that allow you to live your goal weight. And there's really not a rush, you know? Um, so it's like, you know, maybe me personally, I would focus either on the food between meals or after dinner. I would, I would focus on one of them and I would focus on after dinner because the after dinner one, you get the added bonus of if you get that under control, it's also going to positively impact your sleeping. Okay. So that, you know, that, that was the biggest, that was the biggest amazing thing to me is when I stopped eating at night, cause I always, my whole life, I thought I was a horrible sleeper. I used to be hot. I wouldn't sleep well, all the rest of it. And, um, I stopped eating at night and I turned into a great sleeper. You know, and so what ends up happening is digestion takes a lot of energy in your body. It raises your core core body temperature a couple degrees. And so when you eat before you go to bed, it messes up your sleep because what triggers you to fall asleep is your core temperature drops a couple degrees. You see? So it kind of counteracts that. And in addition, your body, it's like it's running a marathon when you're supposed to be resting. So I would go to work on getting rid of the, the eating after dinner because you get that benefit of better sleep. Then you're going to wake up more refreshed. And then it's easier to eat well the next day because you're not as hungry and you've got more ability to say no to the wrong foods and, and influence your behavior. Yeah. Um, this is it. I got it out of the house. I'm intermittent fasting, eat protein, veggies to break, break fast. Yeah, it sounds like a great plan. Um, one day at a time and I journal. Yeah, great job, Don. But the food cravings are very strong. Um, yeah, yeah, lucky. So yeah, food cravings are strong. There's no doubt about it. Um, so that's why I say... It doesn't have to be a rush. You don't have to just like completely cut the food out. You don't have to completely stop your bad habits. You know, that's why I say you can replace or re reduce as well. Um, it doesn't have to be one thing, you know? So, uh, but yeah, food cravings can be strong. There's no doubt about it. And so that's why I'm a big fan of the lifestyle approach as well, because so many of your cravings are directly caused by your shitty lifestyle. <laughs> like, I just want to be blunt. You're not sleeping enough. You're stressed out. You're dehydrated. You're not nourishing yourself. You're not moving enough. Your mind's all over the place. And that that is a fertile ground for lots of unhealthy cravings and an inability to stop them. You know, you could take me with all my mindset, all my mindset stuff, all my eating strategies. If you wiped out my lifestyle strategies and, and ruined those, uh, I all that other shit would fall apart. You know, it really would. So the lifestyle piece to me is, is crucial. You know, I really like program yourself is a holistic approach to mastering your weight. And I think the lifestyle piece is really, really important because it impacts so much of what you're going to end up eating. You know, um, Vishikami videos are so freaking inspiring. I live starting my day. I live starting my day by watching your TikToks. It sets my day. That's awesome. Great job. Great job. Um, which is, I get, I'll put this out as, a, as an ad for the program. But if, if you like those videos, that's what it's built around. I mean, it is a lot in the program. But yeah, you start every day with a hypnosis session. It's delivered through your phone. So every morning when you wake up, there's a little message for me, you click on it and you listen to your, your five minute session and you start your day off that way. And every day it's a different 
suggestion coming through and mantra coming through. Um, and then you end your night, you know, if you choose to, there's a 10 minute, you know, sleep gnosis session you can listen to. Um, but yeah, that's exactly right. Once you, you know, if you think about it, right, like, like we're, we're bombarded with so many ads every day, like, like, like thousands of ads every single day and they're all bullshit. You know what I mean? Like none of them are really like supporting the best you, you know, they're always just bullshit and you're trying to sell you stuff. And so it's like, this program's really built around the idea of like positive programming, which you probably have never gotten in your life, you know, to start thinking about yourself in a more positive way, thinking about food in a healthier way and all the rest of it. Um, Kate says, I've been sugar and flour free four years, was great for two years and then started creeping in snacks. Yep. Um, that's how it is. I mean, like, you know, again, you know, I'm all, I'm all about weight mastery. So my, the thing I'm against most with the dieting mindset is the all or nothing nature of it, you know? And so, you know, in, in my program, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I didn't even start to see, I said, ah, you know, sugar and flour free. Hey, great job. But is that really a long-term strategy? Is it? And I don't know. It's not up for me to say. Um, but me personally, the quickest way for me to eat sugar and flour would be to say I could never have it again, you know? So instead what I've done is I've compressed it into two days a week when I eat that and I manage it. You know, I, I treat flour and sugar like I treat alcohol. You know, I'm very respectful of it. It's there and I manage it, but I haven't cut it out completely, you know, and that's kind of worked for me. But because um, that's what happens sometimes like it creeps in and then we're, we lose track of it. So understand that, you know, if you've got to cut it all out, you know, I don't know if you're a bright line person, but um, I, I love Susan Thompson. I think she's brilliant. Um, however, I also work with people that try to do a bright line that come into the program and um, it, it's fine. You know, there's different types of people. I guess that's what you realize. But if you need to cut everything out 100 percent, then that's the path you walk. But I just want to put out that, that there's also an alternative, which doesn't get a lot of. You know, that's not out there very often is that you can, you can moderate things, you know? So instead of being all or nothing and, and program yourself, then we're all or something. Yeah, that's what we're operating around. And so, uh, it tends to avoid that more, but things creep in anyway. So, you know, get back, remember how you felt, remember how you did it and then work your way back, but put yourself into that mindset of where you were at and then, um, you know, get, get yourself back on track where you want to be. Um, this so way you can celebrate the wins. Yep. Kelly says, exactly. I want to be happy, healthy, confident, sure myself. I'm 59. I don't want pain. Yeah, that's super. That's super. I love that. Kay says, still haven't added in sugar or flour, but those snacks want in. <laughs> yeah, it's like that sometimes. Um, you know, Don says, yep, more dinner and lunch for me now. Yeah, I just think that's smart, you know, because you just you clean up your eating and compress it, and then it's easier to influence it. You know what I mean? Um, yep, Don left. Untitled, what about um, Vivans for binge eating? Um, I mean, you're talking to the wrong guy. I, I just, I don't like any of those medicines. I just don't. And I'm not anti-medicine. You know what I mean? If you've got type 2 diabetes, you know, then that's a different conversation. But if you're someone who's who's not diabetic or doesn't have like a medical condition that requires a medicine that's going to help you, and you just, you know, your body's functioning relatively normal, and you want to just take something to get rid of the food noise... Um, I mean, you know, I'm not judging anything, you know, I, I respect anyone's, everyone's path, but I just know that there's better ways to do it, you know, that, um, you can train yourself to think differently about the food and resolve the binge eating. And that's what I do. I've been doing this for 20 years professionally. So, you know, the medicine that we don't know what it's going to do to our bodies long-term, we're gonna have to take it forever. Does it work forever? Who knows? 
You know, does it get to the core issue? No. So I'm, I just, I don't like it, but, you know, that's just my opinion. It's one, one man's opinion. Do you eat bad foods in moderation? Um, yeah, yeah. Now, I, you know, I don't really eat bad foods. I want to be clear about that. I was just having this conversation, and, and I'll be talking more about this. Um, I just got this book, Ultra Processed People. But I don't really eat much ultra-processed food. I mean, I eat a bit of it here and there, but, like, I never eat fast food. Um, I don't want to eat that stuff, you know? So when I eat bad foods, bad foods for me are just higher-calorie foods, flour, sugar, but I don't really eat, like, highly-processed foods. I don't like eating highly-processed foods because I don't, I don't trust these companies, and you shouldn't either. Do you trust the cigarette companies? Because if you don't, guess what? They're the same companies as the food companies. Uh, yeah. Did you know that RJ Reynolds and Nabisco are literally merged? They're the same company? Did you know the parent company of Craft uh, is uh, Philip Morris? You know, I don't trust these fucking companies. I think they put stuff in their food that makes you endlessly hunger. You know, you're endlessly hungry with these foods. And every time I eat ultra-processed foods, I'm like, ah, shit's gross. Five minutes later, I'm like, you gotta give me one more. You know? And that's how it always starts. I don't trust them. That's not real food. So when I say bad foods, I'm talking about natural foods, like like the real foods, um, but flour, sugar, more calories, things like that. You know what I mean? I, I really look to avoid heavily processed foods because they just they're they're like drugs. They're literally designed to get you to overeat them. They're unsatisfying and they just they're literally designed by chemists and chemical chemistry labs to create products that make you constantly hungry and do all sorts of stuff to your body. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I treat sugar the way I treat alcohol too. LOL. Yep. Sober from both. Cause I'm an alcoholic. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Makes so much sense. Yeah. So, so again, I mean, and again, if, um, that's what I mean. Like, like everyone, I always said my golden rule of weight loss is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. Um, the one exception to that is I think you need, you need to structure your reading. I, I do think that's the one absolute. But beyond that, it's up to you. You know what I mean? You've got to build it around who you are. And I think so much with weight loss, we get in the habit of like just wanting someone to tell us what to do, you know? And it's like, I always joke, I'd be like, if I, well, you're going to let me tell you, I've never met you, I don't know, you're going to let me tell you like what movies, to shows to watch, what music to listen to, what clothes to wear. <laughs> you're going to let me just like tell you how to do like this big ass part of your life, but you're going to just let someone tell you how to eat that doesn't know you and you don't know them. Like it's, it's weird. Right. And so you should take the time to learn about food and weight, learn about, cause I take aspects, of everything. There's parts of keto. I think are, are smart. There's parts of intermittent fasting. I like there's parts of like literally every diet out there practically where I'm like, okay, I get it. That makes sense. Cause I understand the context of what they're saying. And so I can, I can adjust. I can take the parts that work for me and discard the parts that don't in service of creating a one of one fits, one size fits one plan. One size fits me. That's all I need, you know? And I think if you build your eating plan and your lifestyle plan and your weight mastery plan around you, who you are, your lifestyle, your preferences, who you are as a person, I think you're setting yourself up for much longer success. All right. Um, what's the first thing to do to change my mindset? First thing to do to change your mindset is stop analyzing what's wrong with you. You all are problem-oriented thinkers. It's how you're hypnotizing yourself. I just made a video about this. It'll come out in the next day or two. But it's about 
you are all, we all hypnotize ourselves our whole lives. You've been hypnotizing yourself and you're going to continue hypnotizing yourself because you're up in your head talking 24 hours a day. No little internal dialogue voice you got, it's hypnotizing you. And what you're doing with that voice is you're obsessed with the problem. You don't believe me, but you are constantly asking questions like, what's wrong with me? How come I can't stick with a plan? Why can't I lose this weight? Why do I keep binging? Why do I keep eating that wrong food? Why don't I ever go to the gym? Why can't I stick with this plan? What, you know what I mean? You're, just, you're revolving around questions like that, which are all revolved around you doing the wrong thing. And that's programming your subconscious mind to do the wrong thing. And to prove a point, you know, when's the last time you've asked, and this would be the first thing I would do to change my mindset, is I would start becoming solution-oriented. And you do that by asking different questions. And so the first question I would ask is, what is the best Paula I could possibly be? What is the best version of me I can imagine? How can I eat in a way that allows me to live at my goal weight in the easiest, most comfortable way possible? How can I make mastering my weight more fun? Now, I know you don't have the answers to this yet, but the point is you're not asking these questions, you know? And if you get obsessed with asking these type of questions, you get the answers. I've been asking these questions for 30 years and I now have a complete structure of how to think, how to live and how to eat like a thin person where I'm pretty much on autopilot. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of, you know, I just go through days. I'm aware I'm, I'm managing it, but it's, it takes very little effort. I, I haven't dieted in 30 years. There's no dieting going on. There's to be honest, just between you and me, there's no working out going on. I do yoga, but I haven't done any like actual resistance training workout stuff until recently for different reasons. So I've managed the 50 pound weight loss with no working out. I've done it purely through mastering what I'm eating because that's how I wanted to do it, okay? But that's how you change your mindset. That's the first thing to do is start asking solution-oriented questions and focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. Kate says, love your approach and mindset. Thank you, I appreciate that. And it makes me happy to hear that. What would you assume is the cause of constant food noise? Oh yeah, there's two, two big things of constant food noise that, that cause that. First one is all the commercials. You got to get away from those commercials. You, you know what I mean? Like, like mute them, get commercial free TV, pay for it. It's the best investment you can make. I tell you, this is someone who has not had commercial TV in 25 years. And when I'm exposed to commercial, I'm like, holy shit, you can't be around that. You cannot be. Okay. It'd be like a heroin addict being around heroin commercials constantly. Okay. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing, the cause of constant food noise is the food you're eating. You know what I mean? Like people always say like, oh, how do I deal with sugar cravings? It's like, you know, it's like someone doing cocaine. Like, how do I deal with these cocaine cravings I'm constantly getting? Well, the first step, you got to cut down the cocaine, cut it out. You know what I mean? So so it's like putting that food in us. It's it's a processed food, ultra processed food is literally a craving machine. It, it's causing cravings in you. It's causing that food noise. For a lot of ways. Um, what's your opinion on OMAD? I don't like it, but, you know, hey, to each his own. So what I would suggest, though, is if that's the plan you want to follow, if you just want to eat one meal a day, okay, but you got to pay attention. Is Are you losing weight with that? And does it feel like something that's sustainable for you? You know, because if it's something you feel miserable doing, it's not going to last. If you're starving the whole time, it ain't going to last. Okay, so again... What I always say, there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. And so if you're just killing it, thriving mentally, emotionally, physically, doing one meal a day, more power to you. You do it. So don't worry about what my opinion is. 
if that's what you want to do and it's working for you and you're thriving, do it. If you've tried it and it's one of the most miserable things you've ever done, I would, there's other ways that are a lot easier and more comfortable. That's my opinion. Um, and it goes, my personal opinion is I don't like being really hungry, you know? And so when I try and restrict my eating down to two meals a day, one meal a day, I get super hungry and obsessed with food. So it moves me in the opposite direction of weight mastery. But that's me, okay? Um, well, if no one has agreed, it's so good to have eyes open. Yeah, right? I imagine you're talking about the who owns the, the food companies. Um, leads to binging. Sorry for yelling. I'm going to be very careful. I've been doing it for four weeks now, and it's working really well. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, yeah, that's the one meal a day. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, everyone's so different, you know, but which is the point. You know, some people might thrive intermittent fasting, and then you try, and you're like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing ever. Now, again, there's there's the phase where you're changing, and you're getting used to stuff, so fair enough. But um, I did. I learned this a lesson I did. I did raw foods. All I did was eat raw foods, you know, and I did that for, like, I don't remember how long it was. It was six months, a year, but... I was obsessed with it and I was really bought into the idea. But finally I realized, holy shit, I am absolutely obsessed with food. All I think about is food. You know, I felt pretty good physically, you know, for sure. But mentally and emotionally, I was literally obsessed with food. That's all I thought about. And so I realized that all of a sudden one day I was like, oh, forget this. I'm not doing this because this is not increasing the quality of my life. You know, and that's, let me just say, because I know I say program yourself thin, just how thin, blah, blah, blah. And they're upset about that. Then to me just means you living at your goal weight, whatever your goal weight is. Well, how do you decide your goal weight? I would suggest you decide the weight that gives you the best quality of life. Now, in order for you to figure that out, we can't just pick a number. You can't just say, oh, I just want to weigh X amount of pounds. That's what I weighed when I was 20 years old. You have to recognize you have to live and eat a certain way in order to achieve that weight. And you've got to take that into account. Your weight doesn't live in a vacuum. You've got to live and eat a certain way to do it. And if the way you need to eat and live in order to maintain your goal weight makes you miserable, then I would suggest that's not a good goal weight for you. You know, so you got to equal both of these things out, you know. Um, but anyways, I'll get on that. Lately, I don't really know if I want to lose weight for myself or for other people. Yes, Anastasia, that's great. I'm glad you're, you're giving that some thought. I made a video about this, about resenting weight, resenting having to lose weight, which a lot of people deal with because sometimes... A lot of times people are, their motivation to lose weight is based around other people, you know? And if that's the case, it's always going to be a struggle. So you're, you're, I think you're making a smart decision by taking a step back and really reflecting on where is my motivation coming from? Because if it's not coming from within you, um, you're almost guaranteed to fail, you know? So I would take the extra time to really get crystal clear and congruent on what your goal is. What do you want to weigh? What's the best Anastasia possible? So, you know, to make what sense of what I'm saying and program yourself, then it's really not a weight loss program. It's not a weight mastery program. It's a personal development program. I believe the best weight mastery success comes from wrapping your weight loss and personal development, making this a process of not losing weight primarily, but about becoming the best version of you you possibly can. And part of that is that you're going to be at a certain weight as well. Okay. And so I would begin by asking the question, what is the best Anastasia I can even imagine? What What is that? Who is she? You know, and really asking that question, getting clear and, and building my motivation around that question and those answers, because I think you're going to find a congruency and a motivation that you probably have not felt up until now. 
Um, what do you mean structure your reading? Um, I said structure my eating, but I structure my reading too. <laughs> I'm a big fan of structure. But the reason I like structure so much is because I'm looking to unload cognitive energy from my conscious mind, right? So the example I'll use for you is your toothbrushing. That is a habit that you developed and now runs pretty much on autopilot, right? So you're, you're somewhat aware of if you're brushing your teeth, you're about 10% consciously aware of it, but it's 90%. It's just like, okay, wake up, just walk over. You're just on autopilot. You just do it. And so I structure a lot of my life that way. So I do, I literally read at the same time and I have the same routine because I'm looking to make it automated. But the eating's the same thing. I eat, I have a 5-2 plan, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And within those days, I got different structures. So my weekday, five-day clean day eating is I have a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, and I got that structured out. Um, and there's, there's some things that are the same each day and there's differences, but, but it's structured out. And then the pleasure eating structured out in a certain way, you know, so I, that helps me in two ways. It helps me knowing that I can look forward to things and what I'm going to do. And it helps me look back and really get strategic so I can really in the most effective way possible, manage my eating and my calories and my weight in the most comfortable way possible. Um, yep. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. But. But it is both. Uh, yes, it worked for four months for me, but then made me go crazy and had a binge period. Take care. <laughs> okay. Um, I just can't think of OMAD to be sustainable long term. That's what I mean, though. But you know, Michigan, it's 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 you know, I because I, I've seen things. I've been doing this for a long. I've done over five thousand private weight loss sets. I've been doing this, and um, the biggest thing I've learned is that people are so different. Do you know what I mean? Especially when it comes to the food and the lifestyle and the weight and all that. There, there's just so many different types of peoples and so many different types of solutions that I, you know, I always say like program yourself thin is diet agnostic, meaning whatever you want to do, I'm going to help you do it. You know, you want a meal a day? Great. You want intermittent fast? Great. You want to be carnivore? Great. Because I'm a, I'm a pescatarian, pr pretty much a vegetarian. I eat a little bit of fish here and there. Um, people say, oh, you work with carnivores? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I, I don't care. It's not about what I want to do. I'm me. I got my plan. It's about me helping you craft the plan that you're going to live with forever so that you can master your weight and live your weight as the best version of you forever. You know, it's whatever you want to do. So um, I think it's helpful recognizing that because, A, it stops us from foisting our shit onto other people. But more importantly, it stops us from saying, oh, tell me how you did it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's fine to be like, oh, how'd you do it? And then take it and say, okay, what, what do I think would work for me from that? But we tend to be like, oh, you lost 30 pounds in a month? How'd you do it? Oh, I drank water. Oh, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Stop for a second and, and bounce it off of who you are. And is it sustainable? Is it something that's going to last for you? you know? um, and if it's not, do it. But I got to get back to work. So happy I found you live. Oh, yeah. Kate's probably gone by now. I'm glad, glad you found it. Um, by the way, anyone that wants to go deeper in all this stuff, go to my bio, click the link, um, get that free hypnosis session. I give you that. It's um, it's it's a great hypnosis session. It's built to kind of get you inspired and motivated right at the beginning of your your journey. Um, and then once you do that, there's a training three steps to master your weight. Listen to that. Watch it's about a half hour. It, it it'll give you a completely different paradigm for how to approach your weight that that will probably you know turn some light bulbs on in your mind. Um, and then at the end, I tell you about my program and I give you a, a huge deal if you want to get get started with it. Doriana, how you doing? I'm thinking about you, and I was thinking about you today because tomorrow, I believe, is going to be the day, and I'm going to email you with that other program. 
if I can just listen to you all day, I know I can return back to my goal weight. It is true. I mean, if you if you could put my that's what I do. I'm basically like a, a surrogate voice for people in their minds because they haven't had a voice like mine that's encouraging them and being practical and supportive and helping them to master their weight. You even heard a voice like mine. I know you haven't because I had to create it. It doesn't doesn't exist out there. There's people you there. The freaking rules. Oh, do this, do this, do this, and see you later. You know, but you need you need consistency. You know what I mean? You need an immersion program. That's what my program is. It needs to be comfortable. It needs to be easy. It needs to be fun. You know, that's the secret. How to get rid of sugar craving. Um, you know, eat less sugar, relax, uh, drink more water, you know, get your mindset straight, get motivated about what you want to do instead. You know, how would it be to be free of the sugar cravings? How would it be free to live in that reality? You know, the more you connect to that, the more inspiring it becomes, the more you train yourself, you know, to do it. Is it more important when you eat than when, is it more important when you eat than what you eat? No, no, it's more important what you eat. Okay. Cause, um, you, you know, it all comes down you know, ultimately it comes down to the calories you consume day in and day out. Um, now, when you eat can impact how much you eat, okay? Um, but what you're eating is ultimately the the most important. I guess how much you're eating calorie-wise, by the way, not how much food. Because you can eat more food in, in while you're cutting calories at the same time. That's the holy grail of weight loss, in my opinion, because that's how you stay full, satisfied, and lose weight. You know, I think that's really important, but... Yeah, what you eat is more important than when. Um, is counting calories a must? When I try other ways, I cannot get calories out of my mind and binge. Um, no, you, it's definitely not a must. Uh, I don't. I hate counting calories. I, I I don't like it. I think it's a good exercise to calibrate what you thought you were eating with reality. You know, to kind of clarify, cleanse the lenses of perception. You know, but it's not a must at all. There's really no must other than structuring your eating. I believe that's the one must. Um, but outside of that, I don't think there's a must. There's testing different things out and finding out what works for you and what doesn't, you know. But um, yeah, if I want to try other ways, if counting calories is is throwing you off track, then I'd find another way. If not counting calories is throwing you off track, you can't work with that. Then I'd find a more effective way to count calories for yourself. You know, but I'd always be aiming at the main solution, which is me mastering my weight, getting control of my eating. And I keep asking the question, how can I make that happen? What's the best way for me? And it's a process of improvement and learning and growing, you know, so there's no like just like one way that I could just tell you and it just works for you. It's a process. Um, I'm on TikTok. It is hard to deal with others thoughts about weight. The judging sets me back. I get that. Yeah, that, that's a challenge for sure. <laughs> Vicky says, yep, you're always in my head. Uh, yeah, it's a good thing. You know what I mean? Because there's always things in your head. To be honest, most of you, it's it's a parent voice in your head and it's not the best version of your parents. It's the shittiest version of one parent, typically the disciplinarian that makes you feel like shit because now you use that voice to beat yourself up with. And that's one of the main reasons you, you can't get out of your own way. But that's a, another conversation for another day. But um, yeah, yeah. The, the other thoughts about about you judging, that that's a true one. Um, yep. I don't have time to go into it. I'm to deal with it. How many hours before bed do you think is best for better sleep? Um, you know, listen, if you if you usually eat and then just go to sleep, then it would at 15 minutes and then get used to an hour and then two hours. What's the best ultimately? I don't, I don't know, four hours, five hours, you know. Um, but 
everything's relative. So if you used to eat right up until bedtime, 10 minutes is going to feel amazing. You know what I mean?